Uh, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome, people, to episode 222 of Dude and a Monkey. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Ian Loring, hello. And this week, uh, we have a double review for you this week, um, with Logan Lucky and the new Netflix original, kind of, I suppose, yeah, uh, Death Note. Uh, we'll also be chatting some peaks. We'll be chatting a little bit of what we've been watching, but neither of us actually watched that much else have we this week uh, was it was it thursday we rec- no it was wednesday we recorded. it was wednesday so yeah and it's only it, well, it's, it's tuesday. only tuesday so yeah. it's, it's 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 like less than a week i mean that's that, that, that's the thing i mean a lot of the time it's like we might record on a sunday but then not record till the following tuesday or wednesday or something like that so it's just um it's it, it, it's kind of how it, how it irons out really isn't it i mean you've had a fucking mental work schedule and um yeah i've i've, yeah. I've not got a day off now until next Tuesday, I think. Yeah, that's and, not good. I mean, yeah, from tomorrow to Saturday, I'm on 12 hours shifts. That's fucking rough. Yeah. No joke. Fucking hell. Yeah, it's a fucking pain in the ass. But hey, ho, it's it's is what it is, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm looking at it now, going, do you know what? I'm actually like halfway through that the long stretch that I've got, so it's just a fucking home straight for me now. <laughs> That's depressing. <laughs> the world of retail, man. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, um, it, it it is what it is. But we we do have a, a we I, I still think we've got a pretty jam packed show. <laughs> anyway, to be honest, I think there's there's quite a lot to sort of chat with these films. Um, mm. And then obviously there's quite a lot to chat with Peaks. Uh, and you know, fuck it, it's not like we never find stuff to chat, talk about, is it? No, quite, quite. Um, oh, fuck you know. Um... Oh, that's fun. Uh, sorry, CEX just sent me an email saying um, they've been subject to an online security breach. Um, any payment card information that has been taken was encrypted and has long since expired. We ceased storing customer card details in 2009. Oh, well, that's fun. Um, yeah. All right, yeah. thanks for that, CEX, you fucking dickheads. Right, uh, that's another. Yeah, that's another password you got to change. It, well, yeah, I mean, like to be fair, I think the only the only reason why they fucking told me is because they knew they'd get shit if they didn't. Um, all right, I'll have to change that password. Anyway, um, I, I think the last time I ordered stuff online from CEX, I ordered this was a, a fair few years ago. It's back when I was still collecting DVDs. And it was kind of like when I was just starting to stop collecting DVDs when CEX came on the on the scene, which is probably quite quite good because I'd have probably have another sort of few thousand more than I've actually got if I could have got them for like 50p a pop. Um, but I ordered 26. I had a uh, that was it. I remember I had an, a job interview and um, it had gone frankly fucking terrible. So I'd gone for a coffee afterwards and I'd cheer myself up. Uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't need the job. I'd just, uh, I, I already had a, a, an existing job, but I'd gone for this other job because uh, I'd been approached for it. And then it, I got there and it was terrible. So to sort of cheer myself up, I went and got a coffee from Starbucks and was just sat there um, with my, um, I, I don't think it on my phone, actually. And I ordered 26 DVDs. King how? How much that cost? Five <laughs> It cost like 18 quid. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what the worst thing was? Go on. Nine of them actually turned up. The other what? 15. The other 17, they didn't, didn't have. What? 
they changed this. But what used to happen is you used to order it. And then what they used to do is they used to put everything that they had on their inventory was all stored on one database. So if you had, let's say, the York store had two copies of Beverly Hills Cop, for mm. instance, and the Manchester store had three copies of it, and the Cardiff store had one copy of it, they'd think that they had six copies of Beverly Hills Cop. And then if you had, if you ordered one and it found out that actually these stores didn't have it, then you just won't get sent it. They just send you an email saying, oh, we've not charged you for this, so we apologise, but unfortunately we don't have it. <laughs> now, what they do is they have, they, uh, they have warehouse ones and then they have some for the stores as well. And so they're all kept on separate inventories. But at the time that was how it was done, it was all kept on one inventory. So if they didn't have it at the warehouse, they'd go, oh, Manchester, you've got a copy of this. And if they went, well, we sold it like earlier today, or no, we don't. <laughs> mm. It'd be like, oh, right, shit, we don't have any. Sorry. And it used to happen loads, apparently. So that's why they ended up changing it. Um, yeah, fuck. No, fair enough. Uh, it's, um, that's a really poor way of fucking doing things. It was a really terrible way of doing things, yeah. Uh, so, as I, I, I think I said, just as you cut off, uh, I was asking, is there anything in the wonderful world of film that we, that we should uh, talk about this week? But I think it was, uh, the major thing was the uh, sad passing of Toby Hooper. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, um, what was it, 74, I think it was. Yeah, so we, we often say, you know, 74, it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, my family history, I'd be fine if I got there I'd, to be honest I'd, I'd be happy with that we don't go to the 40 years if anything I'm looking at that and going oh, can I be bothered yeah yeah that's a, that's a point no I mean it's um, yeah I mean fuck yeah I mean like if I lived till Lottie was in her 40s I think I could deal with that I could yeah that'd be fine that'd be fine um, fuck actually to be honest I'd, I'd maybe beyond that anyway um no i mean fuck like um donna's dad's mum is still around and donna's dad is like past 60 so uh that would be all right i could deal with that anyway sorry um yeah no i mean so toby hooper again it's weird isn't it because like the whole kind of like who directed poltergeist thing had been going around again recently and yeah and it it it, 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 the weird thing about that is um it is even Spielberg comes out and says Toby Hooper directed it. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't there fucking oh Christ. It was like some some member of the production like like came out like a month or two ago and was just like Spielberg was there pretty much the entire time told Hooper just like what to do and then Hooper basically just parroted it um which does feel really disrespectful um i mean fuck we'll never we will never get the answer to that there is no way i mean like we're just going to have to take spielberg's word for it because there is no way he would ever say anything different well no spielberg is, is way too much also a professional and a um, good man, by the and a good man. yeah that, that, exactly absolutely um i don't think he'd ever come out and say i think if, if if he directed it he'd have said halfway through look this isn't working you shift off and i'll take over and we'll, we'll, we'll just say 
you know, that it was it was a you can keep your money and we'll say that it was a very it was a, it was a group decision and everyone's leaving as friends, etc. But I think Spielberg has previously said that he, he he did a few that he was there a lot because he was producing it and at the time it was one of his early produ- producing movies as well. So I think he said that he was on a lot of the sets for these. I think there was some interview I read where was it he produced Goonies, didn't he? Yeah. As well. Yeah. Um and he, he said, it's funny how nobody ever says I directed The Goonies, but I was on set as much as I was for Poltergeist. And I did did supervise some second unit stuff on that as well. But nobody ever mentions, oh, well, he directed The Goonies. Mm, yeah. I... So, so it's just because Toby Hooper's quite a... a, 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 a quiet guy. Would be the best way. Or a... Um, a non-confrontational guy, I suppose. Yeah, well, no, absolutely. I mean, it does. There's that, and I mean, I suppose it's the fact that it, you know Hooper is mo- obviously most most known for Texas Chainsaw, and I think people just have a kind of a disconnect between the two that yeah. maybe aren't really thinking about his other work. That it, it just comes out like that. But or people that haven't actually seen uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because the, the whole big thing always about Texas Chainsaw Massacre is it it's not actually that graphic it, it's it's a very atmospheric movie yeah no i mean that's it's just it, it is one of the most intense films ever made um mm. once it gets going um no but i mean also christ directed one of the great what the fuck sequels of all time yes. uh, I, I mean like it's I, I it still staggers me that that came from the same guy, and I mean it was wasn't it the the first of a free picture deal that he had with MGM? So it was almost it was that Life Force, and I want to say Invaders from Mars. I think it was indeed, yeah. And it's it's like he must have just been fucking laughing. Yeah, you know, and I mean, it, you know, I mean, Life Force is this grand sweeping. I love Life Force. Like, almost operatic in scale, scuzzy, dirty, little erotic, like, sci-fi horror. Yeah. You know, and yet, it's, like, the production value is insane. Um, And, I mean, the score's amazing. I mean, that film is fucking mental. Yeah. Uh, But then so's TCM too. So's TCM, really. Um, and, 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 you know, I mean, he he kind of, and he, he kind of potted about a bit. It kind of seems like, like a lot of horror directors and directors in general, he kind of went off the boil, but, you know, and I mean, like Christ, to be fair, were you there that, that year at Fright Fest? I wasn't there that year. No, um, I, I did actually meet you at a screening once in, um, Leeds of Funhouse, actually it was. Oh, nice. Um, and yeah, he's a, he was, he, he, he looked like, he looked like he was feeling some effects. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean like he was fucking, the, the Fright Fest thing, he was just, he just seemed completely out of it. I remember, um, Jamie Graham, the, the guy from Total Film who was interviewing him was like really, really struggling, um, to kind of get anything out of him. It felt like, even though everybody like says he was a lovely guy, just maybe not that, like that way, that way inclined with, with speaking in public, I suppose, but... Yeah, the, it, the, the great introduction he did for Funhouse was fantastic in the fact that the guy who was running the... It was... I think it was in the... I think it was in the view there um, said, um, 
Toby Hooper, and w- would you like to introduce Funhouse? And he just went, here's Funhouse. Nice. <laughs> Anything else? He just went, no, Funhouse. And then sat down. <laughs> and, he, and the thing is, he was sat on a chair at the, you know, like the little bit before you hit the screen. He was just sat in a chair, this, this chair just there. And he sat there for the entire thing of the film, just watching it. And I just thought, this is brilliant. Because he's, he's just watching his own movie. But he's just sat on just a chair, slightly in shot. <laughs> like nobody said, I think you moved out. Yeah, yeah, you, you don't have to actually watch it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it just, it's, um, it kind of feels like who's next, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. you're looking at going, oh, it's Carpenter, isn't it? Fuck, man. I mean. That's going to be tough to take that. that that's going to be horrible. I mean, horrible, but I mean, like, Craven's gone, Romero's gone, Hooper's gone. Uh, you know, it's, um. Who else have we actually got left? That's it. It is really just Carpenter, and then that's the kind of that's what <laughs> she wrote for the influential horror people of the sixties and seventies, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is sadly, um, and that's what the horrible thing is: none of them have really made a good movie in. 15 years? No, I mean, I'm just, I'm glad that Carpenter's still active and, you know, could it be said that he's, like, living on his former glories? Sure, but he seems to be having fun doing it. Fuck it, yeah. If he was a musician, people wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. And he's a musician, so, but but, but, what I mean is, you know, there is, nobody fucking goes to see Elton John and says, hey, play track seven off your latest record, do they? And, and, And he wouldn't expect it. He'll just fucking bash out at nights right for fighting, and that's that's what people pay to go and see. But for for, um, for filmmakers, it's different. It's kind of like, right, what are you gonna challenge us with as next? And it's like, uh, well, I'm seventy odd years old. I don't think I've, I'm not. Uh, should I still be with it? No, not really. I mean, you it, know, and there's, there's there's that. You know, you, you you there's very few filmmakers who are in. Who are post sixty? And Tarantino said this that, that he feels like, you know, that, that, that most filmmakers post sixty lose their edge. There's obvious exceptions, but most of them do, and you don't want to be a shadow of your former self. Yeah, I mean that 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 that's it. I mean, it, uh, I mean, isn't Carpenter? He's just he's doing anthologies next, isn't he? Which is like just or anthology, which is just re-recordings of his classic themes, yeah. and then he's touring that. Why not? And do you know what? I'd happily go and see him again. Yeah, so would I. Um, like, hope like in a better venue. Um, yes. But yeah. But I'd, I'd still go again. Um, but yeah, it's there's there's that. I think um, I, I might actually go back and rewatch the ward because I'm not sure whether or not I was too a little bit too harsh on that. Fuck, man! I don't think. Well, I yeah yeah. I mean, okay, fine. I probably will at some point. But yeah, I mean, fuck. If we're talking. La- latter Carpenter, maybe not latter day Carpenter, because this film was like twenty years old. But in the mouth of madness, mm. seems like his last, like essential film. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I have a penchant for Ghosts of Mars. I, I I enjoy watching Ghosts of Mars. Is what I will say on that one. Yeah, like it. it yeah, I don't know. Well, 
Fuck, man. I, it just it, it, The point is, though, he still seems active and yeah. he doesn't feel like he's winding down. No, no, no. Um, like, from a life point of view. Maybe from a filmmaking point of view, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, I, obviously he doesn't want to and he likes his video games and stuff, but it would be nice if he'd... I, I, I don't know. If he was cool with doing more looks at his former work and I, I, you know, it doesn't seem like Carpenter goes out to do Q and A's or intros of his films all that often. Um, no, but it would be nice because there's because the, the thing is there's some fucking stories behind those movies. Yeah, quite, quite. I, I, I don't know. It, it kind of feels like Kurt Russell is is very up for doing that kind of thing. But yeah, can, can you imagine? Can you imagine that just a night? Can you imagine how quickly if you put that on at the. Um, Audio the view in, in Leicester Square, the big screen, and you put on a night where they show the thing, uh, Escape from New York, and Big Trouble in Little China, start in like you know the middle of the day and run it through, and before the last movie, which is either the thing or, or Escape from New York, they have a Q and A with Kurt Russell and. John Carpenter. Can you imagine how fucking quick that would sell out? Oh god, They'd, yeah, that would be insane. That would. Yeah, be if insane. I, I, I would, I would, if I couldn't get a ticket, I would stab someone in a queue for it. I'm not going to say I would do that. Yes, you don't. We use this now, and that I'm going to use that in court and say, would I be fucking stupid enough to actually say it and then do it? And it would be like, well, that's the perfect. And, exactly. and then it would be, and then it would actually be. It would turn out it would be me. <laughs> yeah. It was the perfect cover. My co-host was the one who said he'd do it. Yeah, you're you, fucked. You, you, you do it wearing a, wearing a mask on my face. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> um, anyway, that was weird. <laughs> yes. um, uh, have you seen any trailers this week? Because I, well, I don't think I have. I, I'd like to. I'd like to discuss briefly the the 4K Apple TV yes. thing. Yes. So. A report came out today from the Wall Street Journal, today as we record this, saying that Apple is having issues with movie studios agreeing on a price point for 4K films on Apple TV. So Apple is rumored to be having an event on uh, two weeks today, September the 12th, um, on in which they're going to announce the new iPhones, the new Apple Watch, and the new Apple TV. Um we know there's a 4K HDR compatible Apple TV coming uh, about time. And I mean, like the the Apple TV of now, which is nearly two years old, was almost out of date the minute it came out. It, it was being sold on its Siri functionality, but there were already 4K capable boxes out there. Um, yeah. However, it's a heck of a piece of kit, though. I've got it, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I, I the Apple TV, I love that fucking thing. Do you know what's what's insane about that? Mm. What is absolutely insane about the Apple TV? I've had it for two years, right? Just about two years, I've had that. I've charged my remote twice, mate. Seriously, the remote, the remote battery, that <laughs> is. I mean, I, I, I think it. I think it's because it uses low power Bluetooth. And yeah. I like. I think it disconnect. It basically switches off. Mm. It switches itself off quite quickly. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's that. The 
the function, I mean, the, fuck, the, the way it works with my AirPods is, is great. And apparently the new tvOS, it's not even going to be Bluetooth. It's going to be like how it pairs with my Mac and my, uh, with my iPhone, where like literally I just put them in and if it kind of detects that you're using the Apple TV, then it just fucking syncs it up to the Apple TV. It'll be, oh, it'll be fucking amazing. But anyway, so the issue is that Apple want to have new release 4K films for $20. And the studios are saying, that's pretty much the same as you pay for an HD film at the moment. Fuck no. Yeah. Now, um, if you were to buy a 4K film on uh, Amazon Video at the moment through my my TV, um, it will cost around about 20 quid. Uh, to rent, I think Trainspotting 2, I remember seeing this the other day, on Ultra HD to rent through Amazon, I think is seven ninety nine or six ninety nine. Shit, that's a lot for which, renting. Yeah, which is a lot. Yes. So, at the moment, the most a new release film on Apple uh, on iTunes in HD is is thirteen ninety nine. Yeah. You've got some at around nine ninety nine. Fox put theirs out at nine ninety nine. I think Studio Canal do as well. Uh, but Paramount and Disney and um, others thirteen ninety nine, Warner thirteen ninety nine. So there's you know there's a bit of a difference there. Fox have always been really aggressive. I remember this back in the Blu-ray day mm. um, of like having their Blu-rays out before DVDs and stuff like that. Fox will always like get on the new tech. Like so, they will go like nine ninety nine new release film we're fine with that price point if it means you'll you'll go over to like to to streaming you know logan first eight came out 9.99 all the same extras as the blu-ray yeah um so and then they actually dropped it a few days earlier as well in the end didn't they yes yes they did okay yeah, so, it's ready send it yeah and that that's the thing as well often i mean like lego batman was out on itunes two and a half weeks before it came out on dvd and blu-ray um yeah. you know so you've got that so I suppose the question is, how much would you be prepared to pay for a 4K film on iTunes? Now, I say this now, knowing that when the thing comes out and they're 25 quid, I'll buy them because I'm a fucking idiot. Um, I think if you were going any more than 20, that really is a piss take. And I mean, Fox, right? If they're saying 9.99 for HD... I think fourteen ninety nine for a four K is fair game. Yeah, it is. Anything above fifteen quid, it people, it, it it's you might as well just not bother. In, in terms of that, you can't, you can't. People, as people are, um, are warming more to streaming services, and that's the way that you ingest movies. Um, you pay a subscription service and that's the way you get it. It's the way you get most things now. You can't then turn around to people and go, oh, by the way, you want this new tech, you want this new, what is it? You want this new release of Logan Locate on 4K. All right, brilliant. There you go. Give us 20 quid. What? Fuck off. Why, why am I paying you 20 quid for it? it, it, it it's... If you want people to get on fucking board with it and you want people to funk 280 quid for the Apple TV box, 
you've got to make it worth the while. Right. And, and the, the just... problem is at the moment is the reason why 4K is having is having trouble. And it, it is having trouble getting itself kickstarted. It, it does seem to... It's been around for a, a few years now, and it's still having trouble get, getting around. Because, one, I don't think enough people understand it. And, two, it, it, it's, there's not enough out there. And there's not enough out there because they're being a little bit greedy with it. Yeah, I mean, it's the, I mean yes, and that that's the thing. I... First off, I think the Apple, I think the new Apple TV will be priced the same as the Apple TV is now. I think it will be about 130, 140 quid, which is going to be quite a spicy meatball for a lot of people. Considering you know you can buy uh, an, a, a 4K compatible Amazon thing for less than 100, but you know there is the Apple Premium. Now, yeah. the thing is, I want my 4k and i want my itunes extras itunes extras are fantastic and they're getting better all the time yes it's a very very consumer friendly move also the interesting thing was a couple months back somebody discovered their itunes store purchases was listing for example passengers hd 4k hdr instead yes. of just hd which seemed to seems to indicate that unless something has changed, they would give you your previous HD purchases in 4K. If they're available. If they're, if available. Yeah. Now that, if that happened, I have well over 200 films in my iTunes library. And I know they're not all going to get 4K. I know they're not. But... Given a lot of the content I've got, I think a lot of them would. Would if you they... would, it, would you put it past iTunes though? To the next time you go, let's say it does come out, the old 4K thing does come out, and the next time you go to watch, I don't know, let's say Interstellar, if that's got a 4K, which I, I don't, I don't know if it does, but picking that film out randomly, and it said. Would you like to upgrade to 4K version of Interstellar for 4.99? I wouldn't put it past them, and I would rather that than you've got to buy it again. Yes, that it, it, it is fine. They should just fucking give you the fucking thing, but they won't. And that, no, actually, actually, even even rephrasing that, they probably shouldn't. Why should they? But if they offer it a, a, a an under fiver premium to just upgrade that version of it, then why not? It, it, it you know. Yes, sixty percent of people. I would say seventy percent of people who have who are already who have got a four K box and have got a four K TV are going to look at that and go, "Fuck a fiver for that on four K? Fuck it, yeah." It, it, it's the if you saw it in Sainsbury's for a fiver, would you buy it? Yeah. That's yeah. I mean that that that's exactly it. Uh, the thing is, if they did something like that and it was like, I don't. I mean, it just how could they justify? I don't know how they could justify double the price of HD to 4K. To, to I mean, like, to fucking idiots like me, I would probably, I would probably pay that for certain films. But for the for the for the cons- most consumers out there, right? Apple have got a 4K box. It costs 130 quid, and then Logan HD a tenner, 4K 20 quid. Fuck off. Yeah. You know that's that's exactly what will happen. Yeah, it, it, exactly it is. Yeah, what will happen. There is. Fuck, 
I, I remember I wouldn't pay I wouldn't pay nineteen ninety nine properly for a DVD. No, I mean that that's that that that's the thing. I mean it's it's difficult because four K discs are around twenty twenty five quid, which is why the sales are slow. Yeah, you put yeah. them at a tenner, or, or, or if, yeah, if you put them at a tenner, they'd sell a shitload more. Also, the other bit is, and I still still maintain it, people don't get 4K. People like me and you get 4K. I, I'm still not massive. I, I, I'm still... I, I still have to do... A, a, I, I've seen to Ian in the day I nearly bought a 4K TV and the reason why I didn't was I looked at it and thought, but hang on a minute. Is it a decent 4K TV? I need to do some serious fucking research and I don't think that's going to be that price by the time oh, you, I finish doing my research. You, you hit me up with that shit. I'll fucking... That's what I do. I, I very nearly took a picture and went, this is the spec. This is the one it is. What, is it any fucking good? And that's it. I, I, I'd, I'd hit you up on that because you know a, a, a lot more about it than me. But it's just... I've had conversations with people about, about 4K um, and, you know, like people, general sort of people talking about 4K and they're going, yeah, well, it, it, you know, I've got a 4K TV, but, you know, when I'm watching movies on, on Sky, it doesn't look that different. Like, oh, have you got Sky Q? No. It's like, wait, 4K TV, yeah, fucking hell. 4K TV just doesn't play 4K. You have to watch a fucking Ultra HD channel. <laughs> and I just, and I, I think that they, they haven't quite explained it and gone, oh, it's 4K TV. But it, it it has to have this bit on it as well. Well, I mean that that yeah, I mean that's it. I mean like the uh, the whole the the fact that even if you've got a four K TV, you still have to have a subscription to Netflix that allows four K content. Yeah, you know, or I, a subscription to your satellite provider that provides four K content. Yeah, I mean Amazon are the only ones that will give you the four K for nothing extra. Um, Do they? Yeah. Fuck, they are they are going aggressive as fuck against Netflix, aren't they? But, but ah. <laughs> they've go. got like no 4K films to stream. Shitloads of TV, uh, fucking shitloads of TV. No films. At least with Netflix, um, they've they, they've got an expanding library. You know, Death Note. Was, that, in, that, was in HDR. You know, that's so, weird. That, that that would suggest though that they're looking at it going. Is that because they're, they're, they're looking at... Because they'll look at metrics to see how well 4Ks are selling. Are they looking at it going, well, they're not selling, so why should we bother freeing up space for it? Well, I think I think it's because Netflix will charge premium for it. I mean, that, that, yeah. That's it. It's like, I and pay then, an extra couple of quid a month because I want that shit in 4K. Like, they, they, they are going to be mixing their stuff in Dolby Atmos soon. You know, yeah. and it's like at some point I will have a Dolby Atmos capable system. So it, it's it's shit like that as well. Whereas Amazon, I'm not going to say it's a race to the bottom, but they, I think they probably know that 4K is not a big thing for a lot of people, but for some people it is a thing that will make them have Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it would be nice. I mean, you can rent 4K films, um, weirdly, only Sony ones. It, it seems like Sony have really embraced it, but fuck all others. Even though I imagine once iTunes come out with 4K stuff, you'll see that change. But yeah. it's 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 weird because I still want to like, even though I'm not owning the films technically, it's like I have the license to watch them. 
I still want to have that digit that weird sounds like a fucking oxymoron, but that digital permanence. I you know I yeah. don't want to only have it's the it, option of renting. It, it's the it's the collectors in us. It's the collectors in us. Yeah. You know we we went from collecting VHS and then we collected DVDs and then we collected Blu-rays and now we're collecting digital digital movies. You know it, it's. It's a film. It's a. It's part of being a, a film fan. Is is that uh, is that collection thing? Is that I want to. I want to own that. You know, not every film fan has it. It doesn't make you a better film fan or anything like that. That's not our meaning. But it, it is. There's a collector's kind of thing to it, and it's the. It's it's it, it, it's a vice. It's a hobby. It's it's that thing. That's that's why we do it. It's the same thing as people who collect guitars. Do you need seventeen guitars? Probably fucking not. But fucking tell someone that when they're spending 1300 quid on a new epiphone i mean that's the thing like i do not go out all that often i'm not like you know i maybe like a night out every two or three months or something like that but i'll buy i'll buy a shitload of films that's it i don't i don't drink that much i don't go out that much i um i don't smoke and um i I get all my clothes pretty much for fucking free so Mm. I have very few vices. My vices are films and food. So, and I'm trying to cut down my fucking food bill at the moment. So, it's yeah, it's that. When I look at it and go, holy shit, um, what did I buy the other day? Blood Diamond, for instance. Fucking hell, Blood Diamond's three ninety nine. Bang, having it. Wow. Yeah, nice. I mean, that, that's the thing. But I mean, like the the whole fucking uncertainty at the moment. It. It's basically. I said to you a couple of weeks back, like I'm just going to stop buying stuff on iTunes, and I have until they fucking come out and say what they're bloody doing. I just I like because it's like right. I pick up Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two for thirteen ninety nine. I'm I'm happy to pay thirteen ninety nine. If in two weeks time they say right, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is going to be day one four K on iTunes, but you're going to have to buy it again. Yeah. It's like, right, okay. Kick yourself. Right, I may as well. I'm not that desperate to watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 again. I'm looking forward to watching it again, don't get me wrong. I'm not chomping at the bit. Like Kong Skull Island. Um, I Actually, do you know what? I had the, four, had the 4K Blu-ray of that, so I've had a rewatch of that. But, um, fuck, I'm trying to think of other examples now. But, um, fuck, what's been out recently? There's been stuff out. Ghost in the Shell. You know, like I, I'm looking forward to rewatching Ghost in a Shell. There's a 4K blue of that. I know that fuck is going to be, um, going to be on 4K in iTunes. I'm not going to pay 13.99, and then it's like, right, okay, 4K, you're going to have to pay a, a separate 20 quid. I'd rather just pay the 20 quid for uh, for Guardians, 20 quid for Ghost in the Shell, have them in 4K, and know, right, that's going to be it for. That's going to be the last copy of that I'm going to need for a while. Yeah. You know, and I, I just, I need that uncertainty blowing away. Like, and I've been, I've been getting the fucking itch to buy shit on iTunes. You know, like I've, I've scratched it slightly. I rented Kez today, and I rented L. Um, you know, because L was one ninety nine rental of the day uh, of the week. Fuck, man. And also, please, please, please tell me when four K comes out, they'll have like a. Four ninety nine rental of the week or something in four K on iTunes. What they should do: drop fucking rentals of um, standard films down, HD films down at two ninety nine. Do four ninety nine rentals of of four uh, K. 
Yeah, that, that, mean, fi- that fiver is, is a sticking point. It's a, it's a sticking point, price point, that, I think. I, I think people look at that and go, I don't think I'm going to go over a fiver. Yeah, I mean it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what they do. You know, um, obviously, I mean the event is two weeks today, so I suppose we don't have that long to find out now. But fuck, man, I also I I need it sooner than November. It was November that the Apple TV came out last time round. I need that thing sooner than November, but I don't think it's going to happen because you're going to have the phone in September. I think the watch is probably going to be October, and then they're going to do the TV in November. Probably. Fuck, man. Even if I can start pre-buying stuff. But once they announce it, would you be surprised if you can start pre-buying it? Well, the thing is, as well, because, like, the the, the iPhone 8, given what... I'm desperate for a wee, but just a sec. I don't know why I'm saying just a sec to you like you're the one who's desperate for a wee. I'm telling my bladder, just a sec. I I, 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 I do actually need to pee as well, so we'll we'll take a pee break in a second. Okay, but... (laughs) If, if like most other phones at the moment, the iPhone 8 is going to is going to do HDR, like yeah. HDR video. If the iPhone 8 does HDR video, they're going to want HDR content on day of launch, yeah. which means that you'll probably be able to start buying HDR films pretty much straight away. That'll do for me. If, if that means for a couple of months I get to see high dynamic range content on my phone, great. What I will put it there is, if they're going to make a big deal of of, uh, of having 4K and I mean HDR content, I think they'll release the TV box earlier. Oh, that'd be lovely. That would be lo- I mean, that would be lovely. Because what, last time it? they released the TV box, there was nothing really to go with it. It was just a new Apple TV. They they released it just to release a new Apple TV. And don't get me wrong, I fucking love my Apple TV. I think it's fantastic. Mm. And I I will happily buy. Um, the, the 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 weird thing is the Apple. 4K TV, uh, 4K, Apple TV 4K will probably tip me over to getting a 4K TV because I'm looking at going, right, right now if I've got a 4K TV, I'd have to buy a 4K player and I don't want to. Or I'd have to upgrade to SkyQ um, and start paying an extra amount for watching essentially football and the odd film in 4K and I don't want to pay more for Sky. I want to pay less, if anything. If anything. Mm. Um, and do I really need to see football looking that much fucking better? No, I don't. I don't need to be able to pick out the bubbles in the individual sweat beads of Sadio Mane when he's running. I, do. I just, I, I just, I don't. Like, my other bit is, I can't see that fucking well. So it just makes things look HD to me. I need, I need the fucking studs of that fucking Watford guy, Britus, Britus yeah. was that his name? I yeah. need those studs in 4K UHD, man. I, oh, I need to I, see them crack into that leg. That was fucking horrific, by the way. But yeah, fucking nasty one. Uh, and just to say, there will be a, a damn new football uh, release this weekend. I was waiting till the end of the transfer window so I can incorporate all that into it. Very good. Mm. Right. Um, just to say. Before we take a pee break, before getting on to trailers, even though we're a good 50 minutes into the show. Well, actually, hang on. No, 37 minutes I've got this recording yeah. at. So. Right. Um, so, a poll. How much would you pay for a new release 4K film? The, the winner was same as HD, 45%. Which is what I voted for. Nice. Second, fucking nothing idiot, 40%. <laughs> <laughs> so you know there's a lot of people who just will not buy 4k films whether yeah. 
because they don't want to buy films or because they're physical media. I, I would imagine our audience probably allowed, but who knows? Um, 15% said a fiver more than HD, which is about where I'm at. And uh, 0% a tenner more than HD. Fair play. Um, well, that's what the studios want you to do. But um, yeah, fair enough. So that was 20 votes. So thank you to the 20. Right. Uh, we'll take some... We'll, oh, no, you're, you're steering the ship. Sorry. Yes, I am. Uh, we're going to take a quick pee break, but we won't leave you just listening to silence. We'll be back uh, to chat. Maybe trailers, but like I say, I haven't watched any. <laughs> I've got a few, but yeah, we'll cool. be back. I might have seen those and just forgotten I've watched them, just to point that out. So oh, we'll be back. In literally a nanosecond for you guys and about a minute for us. Okay, trailers, yeah, uh, a few. So, uh, Killing Gunther. Yeah, I just watched the trailer for that. Yeah, um, it's weird how Schwarzenegger just doesn't do anything that actually comes out in cinemas anymore. Um, and he's happy to do it. Yeah, fair play to him. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, I don't know, looks alright. Yeah, I'll happily watch it. I, I, it, I, I like how lively Schwarzenegger appears to be in it so you know why not it's uh I think it's directed by a Saturday Night Live person yes so yeah we'll see what do you think I'll watch it I'll happily watch it yeah it looks you know it looks fun nice um Borg McEnroe um oh, I've seen the trailer for this yeah okay so the, the first of two tennis rivalry films this year um I was kind of surprised how much of it did not focus on LaBeouf. It doesn't appear to be really be his story. No. Um, but, yeah, I I like the recreation of shitty-looking Wimbledon surface. Like the, kind of the, the brown grass. Yeah. That that feels authentic. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll watch this. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll watch it. It looks, it looks looking interesting. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's. I think it... It's point in the release calendar looks kind of interesting. Like, it's not going to be playing London Film Festival because it's coming out before that. And Battle of the Sexes gets a gala screening there. So, I don't know whether that says anything about the quality of the film or, or the, just the marketing. But, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's... Um, yeah, it, it, I, I don't know. It looks like a good character piece. Yeah. Just about Bjorn Borg and almost kind of like a robotic dedication to his cause. Or Yeah, we'll see. Um, and also, I'm, I'm stunned I haven't seen the first one of these yet, but um, Boo 2, A Medea Halloween. Yeah, I, 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 I haven't seen the first one yet. And I again, I'm stunned that I haven't watched it yet. I think I'm kind of waiting for Halloween to roll back round. <laughs> Yeah, same. Because I actually quite like the trailer for for, for, for Boo. Um, I think the, the the best thing about this trailer, to be fair, is the tagline "She'll cut a witch," um, <laughs> which I I don't know. That's that's a Tyler good time. Perry, man. That's a good time. Um, yeah, I mean it do, it doesn't look good to be fair, and actually the, the the trailer for the first one I I actually seem to remember quite enjoying. So uh, yeah, you know. I, I, the thing is that that first one actually made quite a bit of money in the states as well. Um, Tyler Perry makes money. Yeah, he does. Oh, fuck man, is Boo actually like even out over here on iTunes or anything? I'm have to have yeah, it is. Yeah, I think Shit, it might even really? be on. I think it might even be on one of the. It's on Netflix or Amazon Prime. I saw it on the other day. I might not. I might be talking nonsense. Oh, tell me it is. Right. Okay. You can. 
Yeah, you can rent it on iTunes, so that will be getting done around Halloween. Um, yeah, it's not on. It's not on iTunes. It's not on uh, Amazon Prime. Doubt it's on Netflix because I probably would have, would have seen it a million times advertised on things. No, it's not on. What is it? See it. it must it must just be that I saw it come up on uh, on iTunes then. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, yeah, okay. Well, I'll I'll be watching that in October then. It feels like um I've got I've got a uh, I've got a day trip in October for LFF, so it kind of feels like one I might just rent and watch on the train. It looks like it could be a fun train watch. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that'll do. Um. Fuck, man, I've got a four-hour coach ride um, departing at quarter past six in a few weeks for for press screenings as well. Ooh, I mean, like, fucking, woe is me and whatnot, you know. But, like, just, ah, fuck. But £11 coach return. That is it. You know, it's it's literally, like, four-hour coach trip one day, four-hour coach trip the next day, but it's going to cost me 11 quid. It's like... thing is, you can just bed down and just watch a film. Yeah, straight up. I mean, I I quite enjoy um just like being a fucking dickhead and quite enjoy like just the the last forty five minutes hour or so of that trip, just getting into London and having a look around London streets and shit. Anyway, so mm. anyway, um, yeah, uh, I think that was yeah, that was all I had. Yeah, so, yeah, I, so I I didn't really catch anything. I, I did actually weirdly. It's a film trailer we've already spoke about, but American Assassin saw a new trailer for that, and it almost seems like they've recut the trailer to almost get rid of the entire uh, Taylor Kitsch um, character. Hang on, which one? Yeah, I, so this is I I I saw a trailer in front of Logan Lucky. Who's Taylor Kitsch in it? Well, that so yeah, so, so he he is essentially um, he's the guy that has, that, that that they're hunting down that has previously been trained by Michael Keaton's character, oh, and he's heavily God. in all the other trailers oh, except really? this new trailer. Oh yeah, he's barely in it at all. Not a part of it at all. Oh, that's um, interesting. What is interesting is that movie was supposed to be out in May, and then it was supposed to be out in late July and then it got pushed back to September okay. that smells of recuts that, that smells of I will never actually go see that in the cinema I I, I, I wouldn't go see the cinema because I think there's other stuff out at the same time but I'm, I'm interested to give it a watch but it, it, it's got Tuesday night Netflix watch that, all fucking over it yeah man that thing is a Netflix within a year thing if ever there was one That'll be, that'll be on the fucking Netflix by, I would say, April. Sure. I think that's a shout. I think it's Lionsgate, and they've, yeah, they're they pretty Netflixy actually. So, yeah, I can yeah. see that. Um, cool. Cool. Oh, it's me. It's me. It's me. <laughs> Whoops. Got that. Right. So, we'll get into our first uh, main review, which is of Steven Soderbergh's return to filmmaking. <laughs> yeah. Fucking... I know I've said this the past two times reviewed uh, Steven Soderbergh movies, which both times he said were his last movie. But fucking hell, either retire or fucking don't, but stop fucking telling us you are because nobody believes you. 
so yes, Stephen Soderbergh, he's back to filmmaking and he's brought along Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, Riley Keogh, Daniel Craig, Seth MacFarlane, Hilary Swank, Catherine Waterson, Sebastian Stan, Katie Holmes, and I'm probably forgetting some people uh, along for the ride. And Channing Tatum plays Jimmy Logan. His brother is played by Adam Driver, Clyde Logan, I believe. And they are described as blue-collar workers uh, in West Virginia. Jimmy Logan gets fired from his construction job working at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. He comes up with a plan to rob the Charlotte Motor Speedway on one of their quieter days, but, and we are all spoilers all the time, his plan has to come forward, and they're going to rob it on the busiest day. He has to enlist the help of his one-armed brother, and Daniel Craig, who plays Joe Bang. Uh, he also brings his sister along for the ride as well, and we'll get into more of the story as we go. Uh, Ian, Logan Lucky, what did you think? Okay, yeah, so Logan Lucky is a fucking weird film to kind of, like, come back to film with. Like, yeah. What about this did he think, I need to tell this story? You know, like, I need need to come back to cinema to tell the story of Logan Lucky. Nothing. Mm. There's, you know, nothing. It's not it's not a bad film at all. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I think it's very 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 throwaway. Yeah. Um but it's a really entertaining time. It just feels like why and also this fucking mystery bollocks about who is the woman who wrote it. It's his mm-hmm. missus, it's Jules Asner. Yeah. Like, just just fucking say it. Just say it. You know, good on her for fucking feature film debut. She's written a really fun film. Celebrate it? I don't know. It feels... I, like, all this fucking stuff with Soderbergh about, like, um... Um, cine- like is it cinematography by Peter Andrews and e- yeah. editing by Mary Ann Bernard I think it is and it's all just like it's him just yeah it's it. you it's he's a bit of a prick though isn't he yeah this is this honest. is this is the I thing. mean I, I'm sure I, 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 in fact no he is a bit of a prick <laughs> yeah you know and I mean it, that that's it I it, it just I just yeah, just stop being a dick. That, 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 I, I don't know. That I, fucking, it sounds reductive, but stop. It's attention seeking of the highest order for me. Yeah, no, it is. It is. But okay, the film itself. The film is. Yes. The film. The film is a lot of fun. You know. Um, I like how unselfish Channing Tatum is um, with his big screen stuff. Um, even though maybe it could be said that maybe it's because he, whenever he is a leading man, it doesn't really seem to do anything for him. But I like the fact that you could almost argue this is more Adam Driver and Daniel Craig's film than it is Channing Tatum's. And I don't think that's just like because they've got slightly more showy roles. I, I, I you know, I think it's because their characters are kind of more interesting as well. Well, uh, the thing is, the film's called Logan Lucky. So it's about 
I, it, it's almost a McGuffin because he's not. Jimmy Logan's not got a thing about this Logan curse thing, whereas Adam Driver's does. But they've used Channing Tatum to sell it. Mm. Yeah, quite. They've used Channing Tatum and they've used Daniel Craig to to, to sell it. Yeah, no, I mean that 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 that's it, and it, it, I. I don't know. I mean, like, obviously, you're you're going to sell a film using Channing Tatum for for a multiplex audience, um, and but I mean, what what you've got here is like a higher end Saturday night popcorn film, and nothing more. But that's fine. That's absolutely fine, and I I like the film. I, I just, I slightly scratch my head as to why he came back with this. Because he never went away. Well, I mean, like, he, I, I don't know, I mean, like, he did the Nick, and, you know, he's been pottering around, I mean, he did second unit on Magic Mike XXL and whatnot, you know. Um, Behind the can- can- Candelabra was only, was released in cinemas in certain countries. That's only four years ago. That's, no, that's a fair there's, point. There's, there's directors out there who don't bully on as much as he does. Because it's not the first time he's retired either. Mm. Who don't bully on as much as he does about how, that's it. He's done with film. He's done with cinema. Cinema's dead to him. And he's moving on. He doesn't want to do it anymore. And then he comes back a few years later. Well, and it's it, it's like, just, do you know what? There's been directors who just who just go that long without making a movie, and they don't make a big song and fucking dance about it. No, I mean, I, I, I thought it was interesting. I mean, um, Stuart Barr um, had some interest. Um, at Max Rent had some interesting shit to say on on Twitter and Facebook last week about this, which I I really agree with. Um, he was talking talking about that Guardian um, article that had the headline like. Um, uh, I don't know, making films is like me having sex. It's mainly for me, but if it gives the other the other participants some pleasure, then great. You know, I'm kinda you know, I'm kinda paraphrasing there, which was a weirdly fucking boneheaded thing to be caught saying in, in even if he's joking in, in the world in which we find ourselves today. Well um, it, it, the, the weird thing about that just just to just and briefly slightly is that's always been Tarantino's thing. He's always said, I make movies, the way that I make movies is I make movies for me. I make a movie that I would like to watch. And if other people want to watch it, brilliant, fantastic. But the way that I make it is I never look at a movie and go, right, how's the audience going to react to that? I always look at it and go, how am I going to react to that? And, and hopefully the audience will have a similar or a better reaction than me. And if they don't, then they're not into my type of movies. Mm. And, and that's and I, I've always kind of admired that. So I, I've no problem with with directors saying things but like that. I, to it, no, 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 no. But I mean, it was more like the um, it was more the kind of like the right. So that's a really weird sex joke you're making. Then I, it, you know, he's. It, he's, he's He's trying to be provocative. I, I, I just think that, that Soderbergh is a very, very smart man, but he's not as smart as he thinks he maybe is. Yeah, I, 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 I get the sense he maybe doesn't have his finger on the pulse anymore. Um, no. Might be a way of putting it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like he was, he was saying though that like he, he kind of wants to do his own thing and he wants to be arty and fuck, you know, if other people don't like it and fuck it. But one of the big things about Logan Lucky behind the scenes was that he put all the money together himself and he was like, right, I'm dictating the marketing. 
Mm. You know, I'm going to make the, the, you know, I'm going to cut the trailer and, you know, the, the poster designs, they're all going to come through me. I'm going to approve them, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you can't have both, bud. You can't try and make money, but also do something that you want Weird. to do and fuck, and, and fuck it if it doesn't give other people pleasure. That's Weird, the- I, I saw an interview with him and he was going on about how, how the film had already made its money back before it had even been released. Because because of how well he'd handled the marketing and it was a completely new way to, to what is it? And I thought he's he's made his money back. And it, I, 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 th- I thought if I could be bothered now at the time, I'd kind of look into that and research a little bit to see if I could find out how because that's really fucking interesting. Well, no, I mean it's just pre-sold rights. You know, that's it. it, it but that, that happens with, with 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 many many movies that that don't that, that don't have huge budgets because a lot of your acts have worked for scale. Well, that that's it. I mean, so that, that this is it. He's because he's got his own distribution company, like the the logo at the start, fingerprint releasing. That's him, basically. Mm. Um, so he's yes, he's made his money back. Great, mm. and like and and whoever's money he got together to make the film in the first place, yeah, great. The yeah. people he sold it to will not have made their money back. Um, it made, I think, it made less than ten million in the US on opening weekend. It's um, made fifteen point nine so far of a thirty of a twenty nine million budget. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So we're we're basically saying then, like, say, okay, it made its money back. So he sold it for about thirty million dollars. He mm. sold the rights worldwide for about thirty million dollars. Fine. It makes fifteen million in the U.S., which, with its NASCAR themed plot, that is probably its key market. Mm. Uh, um, you know, the U.K. You know, it will make. It will make a few million. I don't think it's going to make any more than that. You know, and it, it, it's just... Yes, I mean, like, France, because it's Soderbergh, it will probably make some money there. But my point is, I don't think that the, the companies he sold the rights to, I'd be surprised if they make money, at least on cinema release. Maybe, like, um, going down the road, maybe they'll make money back in ancillary markets. But the thing is, when he's saying, oh, I've, it's made its money back... No, Meaning you've made you've your made money, money back. back. Yeah, you, you know. So, and you, you may well have lost other people money. So, I don't know. Well done. It, it's it's yeah. I don't know. It's weird. But going back to the film, hmm? yeah. But then again, I mean, what is what is there to the film? I I really really I I really enjoyed it. Daniel Craig is great. Adam Drive is great. Channing Tatum's decent. Riley Keogh's uh, a lot of fun. Um, you know, very spunky. Um, it was good to see Katie Holmes back on screen again, even if it was a pretty small fucking role. And I quite enjoyed Seth MacFarlane. I did. Fair enough. You didn't. Overall, I really, I really, really enjoyed Lord yeah. of the as, as, as a film, I think it, it's, it's a great heist comedy. Um... Like you say, trying to um, is is very good, but he he is standing back and letting other people do the work around him, and he's kind of the the, the, the spinning middle um, there. Everybody's bouncing off him. Adam Driver's uh, a lot of a lot of fun in it. Daniel Craig is having a fucking blast. Um, I thought Riley Keough was fantastic in it. Mm. Uh, I, I thought she was for me the best thing in it. Um, it's a lot. It, it's a lot of fun. I, I could have, I could easily have watched 
I, I could have watched a two and a half hour version of that movie because I enjoyed spending time with those characters. If anything, I think that it is about two hours long, isn't it? Yeah. If anything, I, 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 I thought it was a little bit short, but I think part of that is it's got great pacing. Um, I would slightly disagree with that. Would well, like, you? Yeah, see, I was having a lot of fun with it, so I think I think that's why I I, I felt that. I thought post heist, it either I suppose the way of putting it is the third act is either too short or too long. Can yeah, can, can, I, can I say what my major issue is with it? With yeah. two, I've got two, I've got two issues with it that are, that are quite big issues, but. I need to stress that it didn't stop me from enjoying it, but I was very aware of them while it was while the film was on. It wasn't like I noticed these afterwards. One is, do you think it was really fucking easy for them? They didn't seem to struggle with any of it at all. It seemed really fucking easy. Well, that's the thing. The problems that they have are almost like problems of their of their own making. Um, you know, the 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 kind of the bomb bit. You know, he didn't he, he twisted the bag too much. Yeah. Um, you know, the Adam Driver getting his arm like sucked into but, that but, thing. But that that was that they planned that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But I mean, even like I I don't know like when they come across Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Yeah. It. it it's weird because they say at the beginning, like because they do say, okay, so we've had to move it to the busiest week of the year, but it doesn't really change anything. And it's like, but you said earlier on there was going to be way less security. Shouldn't there yeah. be way more security now? That's it. It, it, it. it all just seemed really fucking easy. Well, well, th- which, which kind of brings me to the idea of, I don't think it's a great. I don't think it's a great story i just think it's being told by somebody who tells those type of stories very very well well i mean i i was listening to the film junk podcast talking about this in their spoiler section it they, they were almost kind of like talking about the thesis that this is basically the, the time that the curse just doesn't happen you know so it's like everything pretty much goes their way you know it's but, like but the, I, I, I have to disagree with that because um, Chang Tatum doesn't believe in the curse. Yeah, but Driver does. Driver does, but Riley Keogh doesn't believe in the curse. And and actually, Chang Tatum at one point says, "What about Millie? She nothing bad's ever happened to her. So is it her involvement that stops it being the curse or anything like that? You can't. It it, it uh, right. This is directed by somebody else. Is it getting as good reviews? Well, I mean, like, I think the reviews that are coming out are kind of around fair. where we're at, to be Yeah, fair. they are. They're, they're fair. But I think that the, 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 the way that we review films is we're a little bit less snippy uh, than a lot of people. But I don't seem to be anybody actually coming out and saying anything bad about it. It's just everyone seems to be saying it's a really solid film, which is fucking true. It is a really solid film. The thing is, I think it's because there's oh. not there's not that much to it to actually get het up there's, about. There's, there's really not, is there? And it's it it's a fucking lot of fun. And I think we get a little bit um, confused with Soderbergh in thinking that he makes hyper kind of fucking serious movies, and he he actually doesn't. Well, no, I mean, uh, you know, he he, he you he know he, he has mixes. He's got his. 
way more lightweight stuff you know oceans uh the informant to an extent i mean that's got a serious edge but it's told in a very lightweight way um you know haywire uh but then he's also got traffic contagion solaris you know he he, he just it's it's a weird one the weird thing is i get on more with his his fluffy side than i do his serious side yeah, I mean, I think, uh, for the most part, I think do, I do as well. I mean, I think Solaris has got an awful lot to it, though. Um, that that film's great. Um, I need to rewatch that, because when I first watched it, on first watch, I, I didn't get on with it at all. Fuck, man. It's just like, I'll be, I'll be honest. You know, if I was... To, which version of Solaris would I watch again? It would be the Soderbergh one. And Is that because it's half the time? In though? a way, yes. But in a way, not as well. I think the Tarkovsky one... You know, it's obviously got shit to say, and it's obviously trying to create a mood. Um, it's just the fact that you have to, you really do have to strap yourself in and be ready for it. You know, you've got to be, even though then again, you kind of have to be for the Soderbergh one as well. I, I maybe yeah. I'm losing my point there, and maybe it is, maybe it is because it's, it's, well, I don't know. I mean, like the Cliff Martinez score is fucking fantastic as well and that film visually is really interesting and i think um natasha uh McElhone, yeah is that how you pronounce her name um yeah I, I i think she's she gives one of the great quietly sad performances of, of like the last 10 20 years um I need, to, I need to rewatch that. It's only about 95 minutes. Yeah, it's, like it's, that, isn't it? It is fucking short, that film. It's, I uh, need to give that a rewatch. It's, oh, it's great. It's fucking I, great. I, I, in my brain, it was just... And I, I, I might remember it fucking terribly, but I, I watched it when I was a little bit tired on a DVD rental. And I think I, I, it finished now when... I I didn't need to see that much of fucking George Clooney's ass in fucking soft focus. And I might be completely misremembering it. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, Viola Davis is good. Jeremy Davies is good. It's um, nah, man. I need, it, I need to give that fucking rewatch. Yeah, you do, you do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So that, that I suppose uh, Logan Lucky. It, it's fun. Joe Bang is a blast. I, you know, I lo- fucking love that character. I like the way as well that you kind of think because of his look, you think that he's going to be the sly, sneaky. Maybe he's gonna fuck him over, kind of guy. And nope. No, he, he, he's he's straight on the fucking level. I loved the I loved the scene at the end where they're all just kind of talking together. Yeah, no, absolutely, and it's almost the weirdly sequel baiting ending as well. We like, I just well, there's a there's a, a there's an awful lot of talk about a sequel. That ain't happening. I oh, know what it works. What he hasn't made enough money, but it, there's an awful lot of talk I, I've seen about it. So there's clearly there was clearly an idea to try and get it as a sequel because that is a sequel. I, I, the thing is, I, I, I would watch that. Hillary Swank <laughs> trying to catch them out. You know, add Catherine Waterston to the mix. I really liked her in this, by the way. I really liked her in it. Yeah, I, I was I was a little bit. But when it, when it started to get to where it was going, I was thinking, is that all we're getting of Catherine Waterston? Because I really enjoyed her in it. Yeah, yeah, quite. I mean, I don't know, man. She she's, she's fucking interesting shit. Yeah, she's she's got personality. That that's the thing. Like she, I'm quite I'm quite intrigued to rewatch Alien Covenant. Like for her more than the monsters this time. Um, 
just to see how she holds up. See, that's thick fucking just backtracking slightly not not backtracking just like kind of going back to the previous topic alien covenant comes out next week on itunes 9.99 hd extras like a month ago two months ago yeah no questions asked tenor for that no problem now well is it gonna be there in 4k am i gonna have to pay 20 quid for it in 4k in a few months time uh you know but but the really weird thing is it's slightly tangent in mid-tangent and going back to what we're talking about right would i go and pay right if if the handmaiden's tale um was released um the handmaiden sorry uh was released uh and it had been a view i'd have paid 13 pounds to go and see it I won't pay thirteen ninety nine and buy it on iTunes. I'm not it's saying that it's too it's fucking high. If it was nine ninety nine, I'd have it and I'd have watched it already. I'm not paying fucking thirteen ninety nine for it. Fuck off. That's the thing. And if you rent it, you're not going to get the extended edition either. So exactly. And I, so I'm just I'm, I'm at that point. I'll wait. I'll wait until it crops up and it's nine ninety nine, and then I'll fucking buy it. It's artificial eye, man. They do sales on iTunes quite a lot. You'll you'll yeah. you'll get it for cheaper. I know it's split six ninety nine this week. Yes. Um, like I, 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 again, it's like I know there's a 4K version of Split, and it's like I 6.99 for Split in HD. Yep. If it was 15 quid for a 4K copy, I'd probably just buy that. That's the thing. They'd get eight pound more out of me. <laughs> anyway. Um, I, yeah, I, I, uh, think I think we're maybe done on Logan Lucky. I think, I think we're done on Logan Lucky. Um, I, I, I really, really enjoyed it, to be honest. I, I, I must admit, for all the criticism I've done of it, I, I had an absolute blast watching it. Um, and will very much... I, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to watching it again. It will be... I could see Logan Lucky being one of those movies that I, I, I will watch on a yearly basis. It, the thing is, Logan Lucky will completely evaporate from my mind now we're done with this review, but when it po- pops up on, on uh, like Netflix or Amazon in nine months to a year, I'll give it I'll give it a watch, no problem. When that comes out for 999 on iTunes, I will buy it on day one and watch it. No, fair enough. Because I, I, I had a fucking great time watching it. It's a fun fucking movie. I love a caper. Oh. It's a caper movie. I, I, I love that about it. I love that Sebastian Stan turns up for literally five minutes and does nothing. <laughs> oh mate, solid Dwight Yoakam as well. And Dwight Yoakam, yeah. The fucking the scene with oh god, I actually almost forgot to mention this. The scene with the the, the riot demands with Game of Thrones and him <laughs> having to like look it up on the Google. Oh, I looked it up on the on the Google and it says that the book the TV series has jumped out of the box. There's nothing I can do about it. And then they're just like, that, <laughs> nah. that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. No, like like that was incredible. Fair play. <laughs> yeah, that is probably that, but that's where there's some clever writing there. It just the, the, the high stuff. There seems to be just too much. I mean, like, it bit, all happens too easily. In all fairness, that kind of shit is going to age this film quite badly. But it was a funny scene while it was there. Yeah. Um, our audience poll, uh, definitely not shit. Ninety-two percent. Yeah, Dan totally was that fucking one person who voted shit. Yeah. <laughs> And we kind of love him for it. Um, so, yes. Um, shall, we, shall we chat Peaks or shall we chat Death Note? Oh, let's do Death Note. Uh, let's like, do Death Note. Yeah. 
and then let's do peaks. Yeah. I, I think I think it's a good job we've got hardly anything to cover in fucking what we've been watching. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, Death Note is a uh, a fancy on Netflix original, which is based upon a uh, manga series of the same name, and of course was a movie in two thousand and five, I believe. Um. So this one is directed by Adam Wingard and stars Nat Wolf, um, Lakeith Stanfield, Mike Kelly, uh, and Shea Wigger. Uh, Nat Wolf plays Light Turner, a high school kid whose mother has died previously, and he now lives with his father, uh, Shea Wiggum, who is a police detective. He is clearly very smart but a little bit reserved and all of a sudden he comes into the possession of the death note a book where if you write somebody's name into the book you can also dictate that they will die and you can say how they will die and you can also control them for up to 48 hours before they die uh the the death god of this book is Ryuk, uh, voiced by Willem Dafoe, and um, I suppose captured by Jason Lies, would you say? Is that how you... Yeah. Yeah, I thought that's how you'd say it. I think we've got credit both of them in it. Uh, he is a death god, and he is the the kind of the visual link uh, and almost the guide that Light has within this book. Uh, Light decides to share um, the powers of the book with Mia Sutton, uh, played by Margaret uh, Quiele. I'm saying that, fuck, I'm not Quiele. Uh, in there, and they form an alter ego called Kira, who they smite the um, the bad people of the world uh, in a way of trying to lower crime and get rid of all of the wrongdoings in the world, but then things start to take a sinister turn. Um, so, Ian, first of all, have you seen Death Note, the original? Uh, no. Right, cool. Um, so, Death Note, uh, what, did you, what did you think? Uh, I wish I liked it more. Um, I do feel for Adam Wingard because he does genuinely seem to be happy with the film that he's made and the amount of shit he's had to take online over the last few days... And fair play, he's not just fucking like backing out and waiting for it to blow over. He's fucking interacting. But I don't know. I mean, like obviously you've seen the original. So um, speaking of someone who hasn't, uh, it felt rushed. It felt underdeveloped. Um, I think the final act is fucking embarrassing. Um, but oh, and that wolf is the fucking worst. Doesn't he run funny? Oh, he, yeah, I mean, he, he runs funny. The fucking... That scream he did when he first saw <laughs> fucking Ryuk. I don't know what that was. Um, he's got no chemistry with Margaret Quay- Margaret Quayley whatsoever. Um, her character is under underdeveloped to the point of being quite troubling, to be honest. Um, I like Shea Wiggum. I really liked uh, Willem Dafoe. I liked... Obviously, this comes from the anime, but I like the visual concept of Ryuk. Um, I, I liked the apple fetish that he had. That was great. Uh, but again, I'm sure that's from the original. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Um, I, it, it, Wingard's off the boil for me. Um, I didn't hate it. 
Um, I really like the synthy score, though I thought some of the needle drops were weird. Like, the, the fucking one over the ending was just what? Mm. And I will ask, as I lead you in, I said to you after I watched it on WhatsApp on Friday night that it felt like it ended halfway through a scene. Mm. Did you get what I meant there? Yes. I take it the original does not end like that. No. Like, literally, I was watching it, waiting for, like, the the next shot or what was going to happen, and then it just cuts to credits. Yeah. It's a weird fucking film, is Death Note. Yeah, but what what do you think, man? I don't... Yes, it's underdeveloped. Massively. Almost to the point where it feels rushed. Uh, or I think that's just his style, though. But, uh, I mean, fuck, man. The, the, sorry to interject. The no, Kira no, no. thing. The way that goes from them thinking about that as a concept and literally one montage later, the entire world is obsessed with Kira. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's underdeveloped, certainly. Um, Nat Wolf is... Um, there was a film we talked about recently, or I think yourself talked about, and you described somebody that's been nowhere near as charismatic as they think they are. Oh, Ansel Elgort for Baby Driver. That was it, yeah. Um, this is that's that turned up a lot of notches. Um, it's the the reaction he has to Real the first time he sees him with the screen thing almost felt a little bit like, hang on a minute, is this? This is version on fucking parody right now. Um, on that, it was he's not he's not great. He's not very good in it. Um, I think the Keith Stanfield is is actually very good as L. Actually, I think he he he's clearly um, he's taken a lot of cues um, from the the the, the, the mangas. Oh um, yeah, I really enjoyed him actually. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think he's good. very good with the. Um, but then the thing is. Um, yeah, you know, best talking about it, and there's a lot of there's a lot of things because he he's 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 very similar from from the little uh, interaction I've had with the manga, uh, and I've got a couple of them. I read a couple of them. Um, it is he's taking a lot of cues from there, and I think Wingard is taking a lot of visual cues from there. But what looks good on a static um, page? In a in something that's drawn, doesn't look the same in a scene. So the way he sits is a little weird, and him jamming his hand into um, a fucking a ball of um, Smarties slash fucking M and M's, and I'm pouring out of the side of it. It just looks a little bit weird sometimes in film, whereas in a on a, a still and on a storyboard, it looks quite different. And so I think that there's, there's maybe a little bit of, I think some of the points that they're trying to get across just don't quite land. Um, I had an okay time with it, is what I would say, but it does feel very insignificant. However, what I will say is I don't think the 2005 Death Note film is 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 a classic. It's it certainly, it's not up there with the... Um, the kind of Asian explosion that we had around 
that sort of time around that sort of early to, to, to mid noughties it's certainly not one that you would say this is a fucking classic up there with things like the Park Chan Wook films or even the Boon John Ho films or anything like that it's it's much more widely regarded as a manga and the, the film is, is a decent enough um, adaptation of a manga and there are a lot of people who um who, who hold the manga very dear but I do think that a lot of the a lot of the the animosity I suppose that's been directed at Wingard is part of the, the, the socio-political kind of climate that we're in at the moment that has seen for instance Ed Skerrin um, give up a role in the new Hellboy movie because he doesn't want to be accused of cultural appropriation and all power to me he's taken a very good stand on that and you can appreciate that I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it um, but I do think that it's there's a little bit of well why does it need to get remade? Well fucking why doesn't it? Why did it need to get fucking made in the first place from a manga when the manga's there? If they want to remake it and do a a US adaptation of it, why the fuck not? And you know, yeah, it Wingard it hasn't landed for him. But I just I think part of the reason why it hasn't landed is I think Wingard has a certain style. That just doesn't land sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it just oh, fuck man. There's US remakes of things all the fucking time. I, it just... And it, it, I don't think he's helped by the 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 cast. Yeah, no. I mean, it's. I think Margaret Qualley is is fine. It's just she's fine, isn't she? She's not. She's not great. No, she's... I mean. And if she wasn't as fucking cute as she is, I don't think we'd be saying she was as fine as she is. Yeah, well, I mean, she wouldn't be cast in this film if she wasn't as cute. Well, exactly, as yeah. There's that. But you're right, there's no chemistry between Nat Wolf and her. No. But is that all Nat Wolf's fault, or is part of that hers? Well, no, sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I, you know, it's... I, I couldn't get a read on his character, like, just... And I couldn't get a read on hers. And hers is is by far worse it's like she goes i i don't know it's it's the whole rushed thing it's the fact that literally it goes from it gets the book like pretty much the next scene later he's like he's already killed someone and then the scene after that he immediately tells her even though it's made like clear at the start that they barely know each other and then they're he doesn't kind of show off but the thing is that isn't in the original death note but I mean, it show, there's showing off, and then there's I got this really fucking creepy book that people fucking die when I write their names in them, and then she's basically like, "This is turning me the fuck on. Let's yeah. do it." Which, loads. which, which, it, which a little bit, I was like, "I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. if she's getting off on the fact that that he can kill people writing about writing their names in a book. Fine." And then the minute she realizes that she might be able to do it as well, she don't give a shit about him. Um, it, it is fine, but, that, so the but then is, the final act—I not... I didn't know who, like, I—I I didn't know who actually loved who. Did either of them love each other? Because they're saying they do, but the fucking things they're doing to each other would seem to say that they—they they positively fucking hate each other. It's too confused uh, because uh, what I think it should have been, and what I think they were going for, was that he—he he loved her, but knew that she didn't love him, she just loved Kira. And so he knows that he would be a more 
reasonable person to be Kira than she would be. But I mean, the whole fucking. But the thing like... is, the, the, the original, the definitely the idea of it is, or the original idea of it was that that Light got this book and started out with noble intentions, but was corrupted by those noble intentions, and it slowly started to eat away at him, and that's what L noticed and that's why l was was so intent on going after him and the other point was l's ego was fueling him but i mean i the thing is i quite liked the corruption of l's ethics like through like uh, light basically taking the only thing only thing that was ever a constant to him away from him yeah yeah i i, I liked that idea um but that almost the final act, I mean, like, Elle's not even there for that final confrontation, like, on the Ferris wheel. And the whole, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, the whole writing her name in it, and then she snatches it away, and she's like, how could you? And he, he says, well, I, you know, I never, I didn't think you were actually going to take it off me. It was like, I, I, in what, in what conceivable world does anyone who says they love the other person put their name in that book? Exactly. Uh, it just it it it's that feels like a fifteen-year-old goth's interpretation of what love is. Yeah. And Adam Wingard, I'm fairly sure is not, I, and the screenwriters, I'm fairly sure they're not fifteen-year-old goths. I could be wrong. I'm fairly sure they're not. And it it just it's so disappointing because this guy fucking made the guest. This guy I'm made the guest, and now he's made Blair the, Witch, and now he's made Death Note. I'm starting to think that, that for me, the guest was the the fluke. Yeah, because that's what, you weren't big on your next, were you? But I, no, I, I thought it was. I, 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 I had a very similar experience with your next as, as I did to with this in the fact that I thought it was underwritten, underconceived, but I thought that it was just playing nasty with it. Okay, no, I mean, I, I, I fuck. I'm I'm almost worried to rewatch your next, but I remember liking it. Another a, a, a horrible way to die. I thought was a really interesting film. Um, the guest this editing is... process pissed me off. I get I, I get that it, that, it, that that if you got on board with the editing and the the, the, the shots, that you'd be fine with it. But it, even all kind of admitted that the styling of it might put a few people off, and it did put me off. And anyway, oh, I didn't get on with that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I could see that that the style of that film putting people off. Fair, fair play, yeah. but uh, I, I mean, fuck, man. But the guest like, is fantastic. The guest is fantastic, but Blair Witch was just a fucking damp fart in an elevator. Um, and now I'm really worried because he's directing Godzilla vs Kong. Yeah. The, 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 the thing is... I'm looking forward to the synth soundtrack to Godzilla vs. Kong. God, yeah. And the, the thing is, I mean, like, visually, I think it, I think he's still got some interesting shit. There's some, there's some good... There's some good visually interesting stuff going on here. I just kind of maybe get a feeling that a lot of it's just inspired by the fucking anime. You know, so... I yeah, don't know, maybe, it, is, it is, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, there you go, you know. It, it, so, that, there, there's that. So, I don't know, man. It just... Fair play to Netflix for giving him the money. Um, there are bits of this film I like, and there are, uh, there are ideas that I like. It's not a film I hate. No. If it's on my worst of the year list, I would actually call that a fairly good year. Yeah. 
It's not not nearly as bad as Blair Witch was. Nope. Um, but it's it, it's the second really disappointing effort from the guy in a row, and I think maybe a change of genre would be the best thing for him now. Yeah, I. He's the guy directing the guest, so I still hold out hope, but there's a possibility that the guest was just a bit of a fluke and it was fueled by a fantastic central performance. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But, I mean, fuck. I'm, I'm going to watch Blair Witch again at some point. It's on Netflix. Like, I just need to fucking work my way up to it. And I really, I still, I know I've mentioned it before, I really want to fucking listen to that commentary track. Like, like where it's like after opening weekend and they it did shit. Yes. And apparently it's just him and Simon Barrett being really depressed and narky. Like, I, it's like I'm I I am morbidly intrigued. I'll probably listen to it for ten, ten minutes and just fucking shut it off through sheer cringe. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm 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 kind of up for that. But yeah, I mean, I, unfortunately, it's a definitely shit for me. It's a. I'm touching cloth on it. Oh, um, fair fucking play. Good for you. I, yeah, because I, 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 I went into it. I watched it last night, and I went into it going, I'm really not. I'm, I'm really, I, I'm really not feeling this. I wasn't feeling the trailer, and I wasn't. I, I was, I was worried about they how much people had not got on with it, and then, and then I watched it, and it finished, and I thought, do you know what? It's not great. It's not good. But I didn't hate it. And I didn't go. I feel like I fucking wasted my time with that. So I, I, I am touching cloth with it. Um, our audience vote. Just, just to say, like on Letterbox, it was a two out of five for me. So it was, it was close to a touching cloth. That's it. I, I, I do think. I don't think it's quite deserved some of the ferocity of, um, of criticism it's had. It's not great, but it's not that fucking bad. Hmm. <laughs> um. Definitely not shit, 28%. Touching cloth, 24%. And shit, 48%. So, yep. I, you know, that's not actually that bad. I expected worse for that, to be honest. So did I. Yeah, um, 25 votes as well. Oh, good shout. That's what yes. having it on Netflix does. Exactly, yeah. Means we... More people will fucking watch it, which means we'll probably get a sequel. <laughs> yeah. We've got that fucking Adam Scott evil kid one that I talked about the trailer for only last week. Yeah, um, out on Thursday, I believe. So uh, I'll probably watch on the weekend. Yep, yeah, I'll, pro- I'll probably watch it like Friday or something, like on the train. Seems like a good train and treadmill film to me. So, yeah. Um, right, peaks. Indeed. Shall we chat peaks? <sighs> right, Twin Peaks oh. part sixteen. Oh. Um. Ian said it, it oh. had, without any hyperball, the greatest moment in TV. Oh, did you say? fuck. Um, the same, not the same moment, but um, fuck. something that happened a, a few seconds before, and I told Ian this, genuinely, I'm 34 years old and I'm a miserable cunt. I am very well aware of that. But a musical drop... Oh made me actually start crying. Um, part 16. Remember, we're all spoilers all of the fucking time, but here we go. Dale Cooper came back to 
as and it was beautiful. This this series can do anything it wants now. I don't care. Yeah. Um, yeah. And do you know what? Do you know what? All I am doing now is going, no, I want more. I don't want just two more fucking episodes. I want you to get finished and go, do you know what? We were just tickling your balls. You've got an entire 12-part series of just Dale Cooper after this. That'd be nice. I, oh, I... it would be beautiful. I'm glad... I'm I'm glad I'm glad it came. I'm you know it, like just it came now and not in the, the in in the final two parter. Like it and just, it was it was handled with perfection. It it no like literally it could not have been better. Like yep. the way McLaughlin just completely picked it up from where he left off. Yeah, the way it does that, and, and the fact is that Staggering. Lynch goes. Lynch basically goes says for me what Lynch has done is gone right this it might be part fucking 16 but this is the moment that Twin Peaks returns and it's called Twin Peaks The Return this is the moment it has returned because Dale Cooper is back have this music and the music man I mean yeah it just I thought I was enjoying that episode from that moment. I, and I, I do think it contains another couple of stellar top five Twin Peaks moments uh, in the the Diane bit when she disappears, when they shoot her. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, the, um, and um, him in the car, in the limousine, with Robert Nepper and James Belushi, and it's it, 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 them saying, we're not usually uh, welcome at uh, establishments like that, meaning the sheriff's office. And Dale Cooper says, well, you are from now on, because in the brief time I spent with you, uh, I know that you two have hearts of gold. And Belushi's face, mm. when he says that, is just like, it, it's it's magnificent. It was, and then Vegeta turned up. Yeah, man, I just fucking know. Just the, oh, I was just imagining you fucking watching that bit. Yeah, when it turned up, and he said, and he said "Fuck, it's better." And Bex just went, "This is like they've just picked bits for you now. This is like they're just they're just pitching this at I, you." I mean, I, I I do wonder whether between. Ed and Norma in the last episode and then so much stuff in this one where the Lynch has kind of gone, right, okay, everybody, you've you've got what you wanted there. Get ready to see some serious shit. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I have a feeling I have a feeling it's gonna get fucking weird and it's gonna get fucking dark. Yeah. Because the past two episodes have for the most part been a little bit like, but you know, do you know what they've been? They've been Twin Peaks episodes because that's mm. that was it with Twin Peaks for all the fucking darkness that it had and all of the there's some fucking there's some nasty shit in Twin Peaks. There was all sorry. Turn the bedroom light on. Okay, guess what I found. Fuck off. Turn the bedroom light on. Okay, the lights on. Okay, thank you. Sorry about that. Um, 
Um, so yeah, but it was it was always peppered and mixed, and actually probably over uh, always there was more of that sweetness and that playfulness, and that's what set Twin Peaks apart from other series. Was it it, it could have that fucking that horrible fucking slap round the face, mm. at, but at the same time the the rub of the back and the fucking warm cocoa. That's what made it magnificent. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I mean, it, it's oh, fuck. I just, I mean, I am the FBI. Will I'm? It just like I don't need to watch any more TV. Yeah, you know, I just I need that, and the way I just the way that Cooper was in there all along. You know, and yeah. like, he, he, and, and, and he's been absorbing bits of it. Yeah, exa- exactly. And so straight away, it just like he's got a read on ap- absolutely everyone, and he's just been surrounded by really like really good people. And he, he saw Cooper straight away. He doesn't he doesn't tell them that he's not what is it? He basically the only people he tells that he isn't Cooper that he's Cooper is uh, the Mitchell brothers. But he doesn't tell Jenny. He doesn't tell um, what's he called? Oh, Sonny Jim. Sonny Jim. I was thinking Bobby yeah. Joe, and it's like that's not quite right. And, and the yeah. fact that he, the fact that he, 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 he basically says you need to make another. I think the another that they're going to make in um, in the Red Room is going to be Dougie Jones. Yeah, you have to wonder, don't you? Yeah, that's I, that's what that's going to be. I need you to make. If you want to see, I need you to make another. There you go. And and then he says, you know, soon Dougie Jones will come back and he'll be there. It, 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 that he'll be back forever. But then weirdly, it's like almost like if that was just Cooper, like just having a life with. Janie and Sonny. I don't think he wants that. He wants to be with the FBI. Yeah, no, I agree. But he I mean, enjoys being Cooper too much, but he'll quite happily give them a Cooper to have. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, it, it's um, yeah. I, I, oh fuck! It was just so fan pleasing. But that, I mean, going back to the start as well, that I'm, I'm loving the dispatching of characters. Yeah. And how, you know, like, with something like... Right, I'm not going to get shitty about Game of Thrones, but one thing about Game of Thrones is the fact that it feels like every character death feels like a proper event in that fucking show. And it feels like, holy shit, wow, bloody hell. Whereas, with this, it's like, right, Caleb Landry Jones is going to shoot himself in a fucking forest. Yeah. Um, Richard Fawn's going to go up to that fucking thing and just get electrocuted and blow up. Um, Yeah. And then and, and the Cooper's just going to say goodbye, my son, and just walk off. You know, yep. Amanda Seyfried, we've probably seen the last of her. Um, Maybe. Maybe. I, you, you know, I mean... Oh, yeah, I mean, the whole kind of, like, the Shelley being with fucking um, James. and Like, is that actually going to come back up, or is it just going to be like, right, Shelley's with James now? I think that could come back up. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the English guy with the fist is obviously going to have some sort of impact. With Cooper. With bad Cooper. What, you think he's going to... Punch him in the face, yeah. or something like that. Okay, yeah, that would be good. Uh, yeah, so... I just I like the fact that it's set up quite a lot of dominoes, and some of them it just seems to like bat away and just go fuck it, you know. And, and I mean that's like a lot of other shows. Richard Fawn would would have been like the 
the big bad. Yeah, you know, or or or, 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 or a some kind of bad. In this, he's just an incidental dick face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's introduced as a shit, and he and he just dies in a really fucking pathetic way. Uh, you know, and he's a canary in a coal mine, and he's gone. You know, which is great. Um, yeah. And also, by the way, the look Naomi Watts gives um, Cooper when they're driving in the, the car, car. Yeah. Fuck, man. Naomi Watts does some really good. I'm turned on looks. She fucking does because you look at her going, "You, you naughty, naughty lady." Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I just like the fucking scene where she's shagging him like she's fucking inflating a mattress. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, just the way his arms are just kind of like vibrating almost. It's, it, they're wonderful. But yeah, I mean, it, it's. I, I don't know. It, it absolute joy, but just Ed and Norma and this. It's like I say. I don't know how the final two part won't won't be like satisfying now. If if yeah, this, it, if it, this is the end, Lynch has written it for an end, and it does feel like he's not going to blue ball people. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah. It's and Frost. Sorry, I keep on saying Lynch, but Lynch and Frost. Yeah, it, it's it's been. It, 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 the, the past four or five episodes have been just fucking magnificent for me. Yep. It's been amazing, and I, 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 I'm a little bit terrified of watching it because it, that's it, or it probably will be it. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know when to say goodbye again. <laughs> yeah, man, it's going to be intense. I mean, I'll be up about five o'clock Monday morning to watch it before work. I'm, I'm going to have to. There's no way I can get through a ten-hour shift. Knowing I've, I've, you know, knowing it, I, I, it's, I, that's got between me and peaks. Right, my, my Monday night will be, will be that. Fuck, man! I, I just, cannot wait. It's, it's been, it's been fucking special. It, it, it has. It really, really, really hasn't been a letdown. Come, come, come um, TV award season. This fucking McLaughlin is going to clear up. <laughs> You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? You'd really yeah. like to think so. And I mean, like, fuck, man, I think Naomi Watts should should be getting some attention. Um, mm. Oh, fucking, the, the deaths of Tim Roth and Jennifer Jason Lee as well, just glorious. Like, Tim Roth, he got fucking riddled with bullets. <laughs> yeah. Christ. Even that bit, it just, yeah. That, yeah, it, it, that's just magnificent. Um, should we skip what we've been watching and just cover up next week? If you want, yeah. Yeah, uh, just because I I I I I've messed up off, off my missus saying they've never read in about ten minutes. <laughs> uh, fuck, I mean, how many have you got? I, 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 you can do yours if you want. I'll, I'll just not do mine because mine are rewatched anyway. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure. Fuck, what the fuck have I watched? Right, because I actually, yeah, I, I just very quickly, if you don't mind. Yeah, no, no, no I, I've got, I've got, about, I've got. Let's say I've got about ten minutes, so I'm, I'm for a little bit longer. Uh, all right, just, just, yeah, okay, real quick then. So, um. Mayhem, uh, Joe Lynch's new one. Oh yes, like, it's like just slightly tying in with Adam Wingard as well, because like Joe Lynch, he, you know, he's kind of like one one of those kind of like new breed of like the new horror directors. They kind of kind of feels like feels like they were coming up around about the same point. Um, hmm. But Lynch has had a rough ride of late. Nights of Badass to him got taken away from him. Everly didn't go very well. Um, but he's back with Mayhem. Played Fright Fest um, this past Sunday. It's uh, I believe Shudder have got the rights to it over here. So, um, yeah, it'll just be on Shudder. And um, 
it's a good time. Uh, basically, there's this virus that has outbreaks every now and then, which causes uh, basically temporary unleashing of the id. Um, and in a court case, it's basically been like it, it, it's in law, essentially, that anything you do while uh, while under the influence of this virus, you will not be held accountable for. So it's almost like the purge in that aspect. Um, yeah. The virus gets into this office. They got eight hours until the kind of like the antivirus starts kicking in into people, and the office is basically quarantined off. Um, Stephen Yuan Wan, or I, I don't know how to pronounce his name, from The Walking Dead, um, plays this office worker who's just been fired. Uh, basically, he was set up for something he didn't do. Um, he's trapped in the building. Uh, partners up with a woman who's been um, fucked over by his. like his company of lawyers um and they basically do battle against the other office workers uh it's very fun uh it's throwaway you know it's it's no great shakes um but it's it's a really really fun hour and a half of your time um obviously quite low budget but has quite a bit of fun with it um yeah just it's a good gory entertaining time i got a written review on vodzilla but um it's it's worth a go- if you've got shudder it will definitely be worth an hour and a half of your time ah nice and uh a message from the king uh so this is the- oh yes you watched this didn't you yeah, yeah. uh netflix film uh from fabrice du uh, du Weld, who directed um calvaire um, oh yeah, and he oh fuck, he did something else as well, but I can't remember the name, so never mind. Um, so yeah, Chadwick Boseman, um, he stars as a South African guy who uh, gets a phone message from his sister, and she's basically in trouble. Uh, downtown LA, he soon discovers about fifteen minutes into the film that she has been murdered. Uh, some pretty fucking gnarly images of a corpse, which is fun. And he basically goes on a revenge uh, mission to find out who was behind it. Um, who's essentially the ring leader of this whole thing? A dentist played by Luke Evans. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, so, uh, gets quite nasty. Um, actually, like, pretty fucking gnarly in points. Um, ticks the revenge thriller boxes. Um, but... Is is quite good while doing so. Quite stylish, quite intense, decent score. Boseman very good. Kind of doesn't really feel like a film of this time. Um, Almost kind of seventies in its like gnarly depiction of like downtown LA. And that's um, certainly what the look it going for, on it? Yeah, no, absolutely. But um, I had a good time with it, actually. Oh, I'll, I'll get to that sooner rather than later, then. Yeah, it's, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Um, but yeah, that was it. Just um, get those couple off my chest, basically. Cool. I'll, 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 I'll just, you'd quite like to watch both of them, to be honest. <laughs> I'm quite glad you did. Um, so we've got a couple of questions. Um, so uh, Steve Dixon at The Great SD. Hey, uh, with the comeback of Steven Soderbergh, which other actors or filmmakers would you like to see back? Uh, Rick Moranis for me. Hackman. Yeah, Hackman. Me. But straight away, whenever when that question got, when I saw that question pop up my phone, it was straight away. It was Gene Hackman. Just Gene Hackman. Rick Moranis is a, is a solid answer, but Gene Hackman is the answer. Like, there, I don't think there is another uh, answer. His his last credit was Welcome to Mooseport. Oh, God, it was, wasn't it? You know, I mean, like, 
The thing is, because you could say Sean Connery, but I don't think he no. fucked. And, and to be honest, I, I, I've never got on with Connery that well. No, I, I've always found him to be an, an, an unpleasant screen presence. An unpleasant screen presence. Yeah. Sorry, that's just uh, I like the way I like way, the way those words combine. Um... <laughs> You've gone very quiet all of a sudden. Oh, sorry. Um... Hello. There you go. You're very quiet all of a sudden. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. About that. sorry, I was uh, readjusting. Um... Yeah, no, so, yeah, I mean, Hackman is the answer, isn't he? Uh, I mean, like, because you, you could say Pesci, but Pesci's going to be back. Sorry? Yes, but I, I want to watch Welcome to Moose Park now. <laughs> I don't think I do. I got Mike. One of the only ones I've, I've not actually seen. I don't think I could, I don't think I, just knowing it's his last credit, I don't think I could do it. Actually, I think that's the only... Is that the only Gene Hackman film you've not seen? Because if it is, then I think you have to get Welcome to Mooseport Watch this week. It is. It's the only Gene Hackman film I've not seen. I've got to watch that this week, haven't I? Yeah, you do. Alright, fuck it. And I see, I, I would never have classed myself as being as that big a Gene Hackman fan. I would Until have. a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. But then, it's not like I've watched all of these in the past few years. But yeah, it's, it's Gene Hackman for me, certainly. Um... And then we've sure we've got another question. I'm sure I saw. Um, Rick, Rick Kidd had one. I know he did. Yes, Rick Kidd. Uh, Rick J. Kidd. I keep reading here that it's been a dreadful summer blockbuster season, but I've seen a lot of great stuff. Has it really been that bad? No. No. It's, oh, no. I don't know. It's been as, as mixed as any summer blockbuster season has, I'd say. It's, it's, it's one of those things, whenever anyone says, oh, it's not been a great year for film, you've not been watching enough. Quite. You know. Simple as that. There's, there's some great shit out there. Um, I think things are tempered by the fact that there's so much build-up to stuff. We know what's out in three years' time. Yeah. That takes the edge off a little bit. I think that's a really good uh, show, that, man. Yeah. And so I, I think that is that is the thing. Um, no, I think it's been fine. I don't think there's been... Has there been an absolute fucking stinker? A stinker? Um, no, I mean, like, Transformers The Last Night is probably my worst of the summer, and I, I didn't hate it. I, I, I'd agree with that. Um, I don't think it's been an absolute stinker. Has there been an absolute fucking Stonewall classic? No, probably I, not. I thought War for the Planet of the Apes was fucking great. Yeah, yeah you did, yeah. But, but then, Dunkirk but then, was fantastic. That was fantastic. Dunkirk was great. I thought Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was brilliant. Um, was so, yeah, I, I, it's, it's been a good summer. Yeah, it has. It has. Yeah, it's um, every summer. It gets the end of the summer and people go... Oh, yeah, I've been a very good summer for films, isn't it? It's like, hasn't it? We've had a fucking blockbuster every week. That looks fucking magnificent to me. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, like, the Emoji Movie would be my worst. And, you know, it's the Emoji Movie, of and course it is. It's the Emoji Movie. It, 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 it's as insignificant as any emoji. <laughs> um, we have an email, very, very brief, Ooh, cool. from uh, Marcus. Uh, which great film will you never see see again? His is Pulp Fiction. He says, I overwatched it years ago and would happily never see it again. Um, yeah, that's a, that's, that's, a, that's a good shout for the reasons for why I'm not watching it. Because there are films where you go, do you know what, I've just, I've worn it out. There are two for me. One. Videodrome. Never, oh, yeah, ever, 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 ever going to watch Videodrome ever again. Ever. Ever. Um, that fucking, I mean, it's, it's great, but fuck. Um... And uh, Thomas Vinterberg's The Hunt. Oh, 
which is the most uncomfortable experience I've ever had in a cinema. That fucking film, man, like it is so claustrophobic. That's the Mark Nicholson one, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry. That's the Mark Nicholson one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like he's he's basically accused of being a paedophile, and he's not. And it's just watching his entire world crash down, and it will actually kind of make you hate a kid. Um, and it's almost I love it. Yeah, fuck, man, you'll love this film then. But fuck, I just. I couldn't take it. Like, I mean, I didn't walk out, but fuck, man. It's a brilliant, brilliant film. I'll never watch it again. Yeah, a um, couple for me. Um, Requiem for a Dream, because why the fuck would I want to watch that again? It's show, but it's yeah. a great movie. Um, Shooting Dogs, which I think is a fantastic movie, uh, but is a fucking horrible movie to watch uh, in a similar way to Requiem for a Dream uh, in, in that sense. Um but yeah, but they're, they're probably I can't think of right now. There probably are a few that are, are great movies that I just fucking overwatched and watched too much that I just can't go back to now. Um, but no, I, I, I rewatch movies quite a lot. I, I'm quite a big rewatcher, so you know there, there, there is there is that taken into account as well. Yeah. Um, so thank you much for that question. Uh, it's a really fucking good question. I said all good questions this week actually. Really solid. We do like answering them. Um, but yeah, they were all solid questions. What are we covering next week, Ian? Okay, so got a bit of a choice here. Um, so, releases next week: Patty Cakes, the um, Sundance film that has been getting good reviews, but doesn't—I don't know—doesn't seem essential. Uh, Stratton, the Dominic Cooper action thriller thing directed by Simon West. Um, the Limehouse Golem. Uh, so that's the no. fucking Jack the Ripper one with Bill Nighy. Yeah. Um, those are the, the the big releases. I'll be honest. I would be up for actually going back and reviewing either Detroit or American Made. Yeah, I, I, I'm up for that. Let's do one of those. We'll, we'll see. decide. We'll yeah, decide I mean, which one. I I might Stratton and Linehouse Golem. I might actually get to to be honest, but. If it was like I can only make one cinema trip, I'd actually rather do Detroit or American Made than either of those. American Made also doesn't even come out in US cinemas until next month. So for like a non-UK listeners, that and that's got right. that, that's that. I've sort of few people who've seen that, and they've all said it's a fucking lot of fun. Yeah, but I mean, like people are people are raving about Detroit as well. So yes. we'll, we'll, we'll we'll see. Basically, I'll leave it up to you. I'll see whatever. Right, we'll, we'll have a look at that. I'll work out what I can get to. Sweet. Um, so yes. Uh, oh, so do you, yeah, do you want to do? Do you want to fucking just review that evil kid film as well? So at least. Oh yeah, we'll re- I, I assume we're going to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yes, that was episode two hundred and twenty-two. Um, we thank you very much for listening. Um, couple of Patreon shows out. Of uh, Ian's got one coming out of his review of Kez There, um, I've got hopefully two coming out in the next sort of week or so. Um, um, so yeah, and um, Patreon at um, slash dude and the monkey, uh, dude and monkey.com, at Ian Loring, at dudefoz, at dude and the monkey, uh, dude and monkey at gmail.com. Is there anything I'm forgetting yet? No, I think that's it, man. Leave it to it. Thank you very cool. much for your time, guys. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Bye bye.